Far from the bustle of the forgotten ball, the corridor was very quiet, but for the sound of footsteps. Darcy had long relinquished his spot by the dark panelling, and was pacing up and down on the old floorboards, sending them creaking and ringing with his heavy footfalls. Up and down he went, over and over. Where the devil was Fitzwilliam? Had he found Mrs. Reynolds? Had she gone up already? She was a good choice, and he inwardly thanked his cousin for it. Her discretion was impeccable, her loyalty to this house unwavering. And besides, there was every reason to believe that at this point in time her kind wisdom would be of greater assistance to Elizabeth than his possessive rage. It served them ill, all of them, yet he could not help it. The very thought that the woman he loved... The shock stunned him, and he remained rooted to the spot. He loved her. Staggering, yet indisputable, the truth sunk in, and every fibre of his being accepted it as absolute. He loved her. This was why everything about her touched a chord. This was why her lengthy debates with Braddon had displeased him. This was why he had warned Fitzwilliam against paying her too much attention, and why he had been incensed by his cousin's antics under the kissing bough. This was why he wished to tear Fenton limb from limb, for forcibly taking a liberty he had denied himself. He ran his hands over his face, shocked by the revelation, as much as by his own former blindness. How had he not seen it? How had he not known? When had she ceased to be a mere appendage to Georgiana, and had become part of his very soul? That he could not tell. He was in the middle before he knew he had begun. It was easier to grasp why it had taken him so long to see it. Had they met in any other circumstances, within less than a fortnight he would have recognised his growing interest in her for what it was. Attraction. Unconquerable attraction. As matters stood, he had not even considered it a possibility. The fact that she was a member of his household had served to deceive him, or rather had made it all too easy for him to deceive himself into believing that it was natural and just to show an interest, learn as much as possible about her, her past, her troubles, task himself with her welfare, just as he did with everyone who lived at Pemberley. A dark glare came to replace the look of shocked self-discovery at the reminder that he had failed dismally in ensuring the latter. This was not the time to dwell on himself, his shock, his feelings, but keep his thoughts on the matter at hand, her comfort, her good name. Darcy pressed his eyes shut as he told himself he should be grateful not only for Braddon's timely intervention, but also for the fact that the parson had been the one to witness the abhorrent scene, rather than some tattler or another, who thoughtlessly or maliciously might let damaging rumours spread. In that regard, Fenton was a greater reason for concern, and Darcy's glare darkened further. He would be dealt with. The sooner the better. As though on cue, the door of his study was opened, and Braddon peered out. Ah, Mr. Darcy, glad you are still here. I think his lordship is coming too, sir, and I doubt it would do much good if my face is the first one he lays eyes upon. Darcy glowered. Nor would it do Fenton any good whatever if he saw his. Nonetheless, what he chose to say was, a fair assumption, Mr. Braddon. Perhaps you ought to go. I will see to him. But before you do, pray allow me to assure you of my gratitude, and once more entreat you to pardon my earlier misjudgment.'
Christian forgiveness was a prerequisite for a man in Reverend Braddon's position. But his voice still held a mild tinge of reproach when he replied, I already have. Although I beg leave to say, I would have hoped that by now you knew me better. Darcy nodded, suitably abashed. Well said, sir, and well deserved. I should have known better. Then let us say no more. I will leave you now, unless you have further need of me. I thank you, but I imagine not. You've done more than enough tonight. But when disgruntled noises reached him from within, he added, The rest should be left to me, as he clasped his hand on Braddon's arm with enough force to make the other wince. He did not notice. With a nod of farewell, he walked into his study and firmly closed the door.